2: Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Morgan Breanne Birch, age 12, currently in sunny LA, and today we'll be talking about some amazing topics, including Doctor Strange with Miles, x 4 with me, the 18th annual animation show shows, and Inferno. And right now we're talking to Miles about Doctor Strange. So how are you? Great. I've been doing great. How about you? I'm doing that magnificent, and I know you are currently in New York City, um, and you are 12 years old. Yes. So, I heard that you got to see the Doctor Strange movie. What did you think about it? It was amazing. The CGI and animation was up the charts. So, is this a live-action movie, or is it an animated movie? Live-action, definitely. Oh, so, uh, what's, this, what's this plot, or the storyline? Well, it follows a guy who lost control of his hands and is going to a place where he has reason to believe he can regain control of his hands. Um, What's wrong with his hands? Like, what do you mean by that? Well, he was in a car crash, devastating, and he needed so many stitches to the point where his hands just didn't work. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And that's understandable. So I know this is actually a new Marvel movie and how would you say is Doctor Strange like a superhero? Because Marvel is in the superhero world. Well, Doctor Strange is definitely probably one of the most different Marvel superheroes, mainly because of the weapons he uses. He doesn't actually use any physical weapons. It's usually just Mostly tactics or any other form of fighting. That actually makes a lot of sense. And that's actually really cool because like no other superheroes do that. So that's actually very fantastic. Other than that, uh, who stars in the film? That would be Benedict Cumberbatch, who did an amazing job. Oh, and he plays Doctor Strange? Yes, very well. So what do you think about the acting, and who was your favorite character? My favorite character would have to be Wong, just because he's an outside character, the librarian. He would be my favorite character because of the his hilariousness on the set. He was just so funny. And the acting in every point of view is amazing, just like many other parts of this film. I really couldn't believe it. So what kind of graphics did they have in this film? And what um, what were some of your favorites? Well, the magic, I guess you could say, that Doctor Strange performed was definitely my favorite because unlike the other CGI as in moving objects, et cetera, um, was amazing as it always is in every movie, the magic that he performed was so detailed, it made my mind a good workout trying to wrap itself around the entire story. That's incredible. And that actually sounds um, quite amazing. So what kind of, light like, graphics did they use other than the moving objects and the match curves that it... Oh, uh, yes. There was definitely a lot of some with gravity, I think, because in the end finale, they definitely messed a lot with that, tampering the... Normal world of Mother Nature, they just destroyed it all and it became something marvelous. Well, that's incredible. So, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about some amazing topics, including Doctor Strange with Miles, Mecha X4, um, the animation show shows, and Inferno. Right now, we're talking to the Fantastic Miles about Doctor Strange. And so, speaking about which, let's continue with our conversation. What was one of your favorite um, scenes in this film? My personal favorite scene was one of the beginning scenes when the bad guys, I guess you could call them, got frightened because of the powerfulness that was one of the main characters. And who was that character that startled the, uh, the bad guys? Well, that would be Tilda Swinton, who did an amazing job with acting, always having that face of mysticism. Oh, wow, that's actually incredible. And so what was... um? And there is girl power in this movie? Um, I wouldn't say specifically girl power because it's not necessarily centered around that but definitely one of the strongest characters would be female. Oh, that's great. And what was one of your uh who's one of your favorite bad guys because you said that there's um a couple of them? Yes, there are a couple. My favorite would definitely be the one Doctor Strange fights in the end. You'll have to watch the movie to figure that out. But he did an amazing job. He was animated, obviously, because you'll see in the movie he had a very odd face and facial structure. But um, he definitely was amazing, just because of how smart he was. He seemed to be the smartest person on set, the guy who knew everything. That's incredible, and that actually is um. That's actually a good idea to know everything. That makes you seem uh, powerful, and that helps you a lot in the long run. And who uh, who was your favorite superhero? Because you're saying there was a couple of them? Oh, well, my favorite character was Wong, but my favorite superhero was definitely Tilda Swinton because she did just the best job ever, and she was just amazing. And I know this is in the Marvel universe and they do a lot of, a lot of amazing superheroes. So what's who is your favorite superhero? In general? Yeah, in general. That's a very hard question. I would have to say Iron Man. And why is that? Because of his smart aleckness and everything that he talks about and his smartness and all that stuff. That is really funny, and that is uh, understandable. That's actually my dad's favorite superhero too. And I actually, um, and if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, I would have to say the power to make objects teleport anywhere around the world. So if, if there was a dumbbell, I could teleport it off of you and onto a nearby bed. Wow, that's actually a really good superpower and a really smart idea. You could just, like, uh, be able to teleport anywhere. Avoid L.A. traffic and New York traffic. Definitely. Definitely. And how many stars would you give this film? This film, it was amazing. I would give it four and a half out of five stars. The animation was just great, but the reason it lacked that half star was the character depth. I think... That Doctor Strange himself got a lot of character depth, but the other characters, mm, you didn't know much about them. Oh, so you wanted a little more info. That makes a lot of sense. And, and that makes actually, maybe they mar- will make a sequel and they'll give you more info about the other characters. Cross our fingers. Hope, I am hoping so, and it's just amazing in general. Just the plot, storyline, everything. And what would you say the age range for this film would be? Actually, lots of people might disagree with me, but I would say 7 to 18. And at this point, what kid, 5 and up, has not seen any Marvel movie? You would see kids at the age of 5 dressing up as Iron Man for Halloween, but... If you're one of those parents that doesn't let their kids see Marvel movies, this one's no different. Except for the fact that I caught no cursing during the movie. Oh, so that actually makes it very clear and free. uh, But is there violence? Of course there's violence, but there's not. It's a normal Marvel movie. It doesn't have any more violence than the next Marvel movie. There is death, and there's actually not a lot of it. Well, that's a good so yeah this will help a lot of uh children get introduced to marvel well thank you so much for this interview uh, miles it's a pleasure Mm -hmm. meeting you and hopefully we'll talk soon well thank you everybody for watching let's take a break i'm morgan birch and you are listening to kids first coming attractions kids safe
1: mother approved you're listening to voice america kids we are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Mia,
2: and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Doctor Strange, and we will be talking about Inferno, Mech X4, and Animation Show of Shows. This show is sponsored by Finding Dory, and next we will be talking with Morgan, who is 12 from the sunny LA, about Mech X4. So, Morgan, what do you think? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing magnificent. So... um. So what did you think about this movie? Um, It's a TV show that's airing on Disney and Disney XD, um, November 12th, so be sure to check it out. And it's an incredible TV show. We have an amazing cast, graphics, and awesome storyline, which are all believable, and they really add a lot to this fantastic uh, TV show. That's great. And also, I got to go to uh, the premiere and I got to talk to the Magnificent cast, as well as being able to see the first episode um, before anybody else, which is awesome, and the directors, as well, um, no, actually sorry, the executive producers, That's who were great. amazing to talk to. That sounded like a fun day for you, because I've never done that, and that seems like a blast to go and meet all those great people and see the premiere of this TV show. So what is this TV show about? Well, this TV show is um, it's about a uh, regular, typical teenage bo- uh, teenager boy whose name is Ryan Walker. Um, he's played by Nathaniel James Pop- uh, Popman, and he is adorable with dreamy eyes because I got to meet him, and I was just like staring, at i like, oh my gosh, those are amazing. <laughs> and he actually finds out that he's a technopath, which means that he um he has the ability to control like all the technology in the world. And I talk, I had the ch- uh, pleasure of chatting with him. And I found that he loves his superpower, which is being a master of technology, quote, quote. And <laughs> his personality matches his character perfectly. And he's very fun and easy to talk to. So I really love that about him and his character, which really does connect him with his, uh, with the TV show, which helps a lot. And he is actually 17, and he just turned October 2nd. And I thought that was really fun because he and I were like, Twinsies! (laughs) And uh, our birthdays are just 20 days away. Mine is October 22nd. Well, that's great. uh, uh, There's four boys in the film. uh, We have him as well as his uh, brother in the TV show named, uh... Let's see. His name is The Fantastic and Believable. Mark, played by Raymond Cham, who, um, was wonderful to talk to, and it turns out that he is actually not a mechanic like his character, because, uh, in the, uh, Ryan awakes this gigantic 150-foot robot in the TV show, and he needs his brother, who's the mechanic, he needs his friend Spider, who is played by the magnificent Pierce-Josa, and he also, um who's like the leader of the weapons. And he also meets his other friend, Harris, who's played by Cameron Lucas, who is the brains of the group. And he's like the one who uh, has to like deal with all the protection gadgets and make sure that everybody's safe. We also have the gigantic 150 foot robot. So it's about four boys and one robot and the power of friendship and how, if as long as you believe in each other and help each other out, you can accomplish anything. And also there's uh, an evil villain who uh, makes these weird, like, monsters. So it's a combination of, like, uh, one of the monsters is a combination of a squid and a cobra. And so they have to, like, uh, fight that and a bunch of other different uh, monsters. And they have to do this all in, like, one gigantic robot, which is controlled by Ryan Walker. That's like the main base of the TV show. That's great. It's always good to have good actors. So since this TV show is mostly about boys, do you think girls would like this TV show too? I actually asked the executive producers about that. They're actually amazing. And they actually told me that they are getting uh, into the fantastic second season already. And um, they said that they're actually going to be adding a girl. Very soon, so girl power is coming in the second season and I'm really ready to hope for that And I'm like oh my gosh, so I'm very excited to watch this and find out how far it takes us And I got to when I was talking to Harris who's one of the characters um, He said that it's like one-fourth animation and then three-fourths of it is real sex Because we have to have the cool monsters and the robot which are of course uh, graphics and then when they are inside the robot or they're around the town and the city, then uh, that's the real parts and those are sets. That's great. We always love to have a good girl and a TV show. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about Inferno. Doctor Strange, Mech X4, an animation show of shows, and I am talking to the wonderful Morgan, who's 12 years old and lives in the sunny LA, about Mech X4. So Morgan, who is your favorite TV character in this TV show? My favorite uh, character in this TV show is the Magnificent, and I absolutely love his character, uh, Ryan Walker played by the magnificent and wonderful uh, Nathaniel James Potman. He is adorable, and I really like his character because he's um, he's so amazing. And also, he's like so chill and relaxed, and you can really tell that he loves his superpower, and that he just wants to help the entire city and save them from the horrible robots, or not robots, the horrible monsters that the villain is making. And, uh, helping his friends around as well. And it's also, uh, the storyline is mainly about him and his brother and his friends and how they're, like, trying to find ways to help the city and also their difficulties that they're having and, uh, like, the, uh, the way that they're trying to accomplish their goal is what it's mainly about. Um, and I don't know how the robot works exactly, but... I do know that Ryan has, uh, Ryan Walker is inside of it when he controls it, and so I don't know if he uses his brain or what, but they go into, like, they don't know how to use it. So they, uh, he goes in there, and, like, with his brain, he's, uh, whenever he, like, does anything with his body, it's kind of like the Wii, if you think about it, because whenever they do anything, uh, it ends, the robot ends up doing it. And then all his friends, like, are in control, so they have, like cool buttons and stuff, and then they have to work with the technology, and they have to, like, press buttons and uh, and make sure that they can be able to do stuff and be able to, like, bring out the protective shields and the weapons and all that kind of stuff. And they have no idea what to do, because this guy uh, before made the robot, and they have a video that he, like, tells them some basic things, but he doesn't tell them how to use it exactly, so it's also about them trying to figure out how to use it. Well, that's great. He seems like an amazing character, and I can't wait to see him when the show comes out. And how do you think the boys did in acting in this film? I think Harris, um, as well as Spider, and his brother, um, they all did fantastic. I loved their characters, and they really do help on this storyline a lot, because it seems like it's a movie it really feels like you just went into a movie theater and, like, you're watching every hour for the day and you're, like, uh, you're waiting for, like, what's going to happen next. You're waiting for another sequel to happen. And you're always on the edge of your seat, like, where, what's the next move going to be? What's the next uh, picture or film going to be like? And you're also, like, wondering, like, what's the robot going to do next? And what are the monsters going to do next? And is the villain going to reveal themselves and stuff like that? So you're always wondering, like, wow, what the heck is going to happen next at the next uh, screening or next movie? Well, that's great. It sounds very interesting. So this movie sounds very action-packed, more on the action side. But what do you think the genre is? I'd say that it's a mix of action as well as adventure, mystery, and comedy. That's what the main genres are. That's good. I love all three of those genres. And my favorite scene is probably when they're fighting this uh, squid octopus creature. Because uh, I really like the way that they had to use all the kind of gadgets and stuff and how they were all trying to like figure out ways to defeat this monster that's coming at them. And they're like, what the heck is going on? So they're trying to find out how to use it at the same time of doing that. And that's also really cool. And I love that scene. And I think that was my favorite um, monster as well. And I give this the I say the perfect age range for this is probably well um eight to eighteen because kids will love the action and comedy while the adults and the parents will love the storyline and the characters. And according to Steve Marmel and uh, Aqua and Naijin, the executive producers of this film, their target audience is a wide range and they want parents to enjoy watching this TV show with their kids and be like, hey, come on, let's jump on the couch and watch it and have a good time. And I would say that the perfect uh, stars for this is five out of five gigantic robot stars. That's great. This sounds like a great show to check out and watch with your kids. Let's take a break. Today's sponsor is Finding Dory. I'm Mia, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Kids
0: Safe, Mother
1: Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. tuned into kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back
2: i'm mia and you are listening to kids first coming attractions we have been talking about dr strange and we just got finished up talking about mech x4 with the wonderful morgan Later on, we will be talking about animation shows or shows. And right now, we are talking with Imani, who is 15 and lives in New York City, about Inferno. So, Imani, can you give us a brief description of this plot?
3: Yeah, sure. Hi. Um, so, I went to the screening of Inferno in New York. And it was about, like, well, Robert Langdon, who was played by Tom Hanks. He's in an Italian hospital at first with amnesia, and he's accompanied by Dr. Sienna Brooks, played by Felicity Jones, and together they're going out on a journey across Europe to stop one of the antagonists, who is like Ben Foster, to stop like him from releasing a deadly virus known as Inferno.
2: That sounds very interesting. And Tom Hanks is a very popular and well-known actor, and he plays Robert in this movie. How do you think he did portraying his character in this film?
3: Um, yeah, he's a really well-known actor, and I think he did a pretty good job because he is a really excellent actor, and I think the part that he played was really good. He really like, portrayed the character in a positive way that got the audience, including me, really interacting with the film.
2: That's great. I actually haven't seen any movie with Tom Hanks, but I can't wait to see him when I go see this movie. And although Tom Hanks seems like a very good actor, was he your favorite character, or do you have any other favorite character in Inferno?
3: Um, I would have to say he's my favorite character because... Like, at the beginning of the film, I felt like I could connect with him in a way, trying to figure out what was going on, because he was confused as well. So it was really, like, fun to kind of be in the movie, I guess you could say. Yeah, I, I like,
2: totally get what you mean. Like, it's always great to have a b- very believable actor in the movie you're watching, so then you can really get into it. Yeah. So this movie is Um, I've heard a series of movies and a series of books. Do you think this movie would be confusing if you haven't seen the books or movies, or do you think it's just fine on its own?
3: Um, well, I saw the first movie, The Da Vinci Codes, but I didn't get to see the second one, Angels and Demons. So I think you'd be able to, like, understand the movie, maybe, if you didn't see all of them, because I only saw one. But you should totally go see the other two to... I guess, get a bigger sense of it and enjoy it a lot more.
2: Yeah, that does make sense. Because oftentimes you do have to go see the movies before for it to make sense. So that is actually good that you don't really have to go see all of them. So in my opinion, after watching most of the trailers, this seems more of like an action and adventure movie with a lot of special effects. How do you think the special effects and cinematography was in this film?
3: Um, I would have to say it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Like, it was just, you felt like you were in the movie, like I said before, and it was really like a lot of stuff happening. It was suspenseful, action packed, and mystery and crime. Like, you were trying to solve the mysteries along with Tom Hanks and the other actors as well.
2: Yeah, that's good. It's good to be very into the movie and it to be very grasping to the audience. Yeah. So. Ron Howard, he was the director of this movie, and I've heard he's been getting some negative comments on other movies he has directed. How do you think he did on directing this film?
3: Um, Well, I thought the film was really good. Um, Maybe some other people might not think so, but I thought it was really good, especially because I'm into those action-packed types of movies. And at first, I was a little bit skeptical at first, but I really enjoyed it. it. Like, everyone should go and see it, especially if you, like, this kind of genre.
2: Yeah, that's good. I do like action and adventure because it, it really gets me on the edge of my seat. Um, what do you think the moral is of this movie?
3: Um, I would have to say, like, in the movie, they said a specific term, and it was seek and ye shall find. And I think that means, in other words, like, no matter what the truth is, you should go and find out what it is. So you, no matter what the, like, outcome may be like you should always determine which way to go, like what directions to follow in order to find the truth.
2: Yeah, that's good because I, it's always good to like, you know, keep on stretching even though if there's like a big path in your way.
3: What's, yeah.
2: if there was music or if there wasn't, was there anything like maybe some special lines or music that really grabbed your attention and really added to this film?
3: Um. Well, I would have to say, the moral message, like "Seek and you shall find," would have would have to like be the one that grabbed my attention because it was real. It was introduced throughout the whole movie, so you were trying to figure out how that played throughout it and how it connects to it and what the, like how, what you can learn from it in a way.
2: Yeah, that's great. You are listening to Kids First: Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Finding Dory and today we have been talking about Inferno. Doctor Strange, Mech X4, and Animation Show Shows. And right now, I am talking to Amani, who is 15 and lives in New York City. So, Amani, So, Tom Hanks is the star of this show, but do you think his supporting roles and the other roles that aren't obviously his main role, do you think they also did a good job? Or do you think they were just, you know, they seen more background characters because Tom Hanks was in it?
3: Um, I think every actor played a significant role throughout the movie. Each one had a different personality and storyline behind them, which I thought was really good and incorporated into the movie really well. So I wouldn't say that they were like background actors towards him because they all had something really great to offer.
2: That's good. It's always good to have like not just one character. So you're really intact with all the other characters. Yeah. Um, Who would you say, so I heard that there's like a virus, would you say like that would be, I don't know if this makes sense, but like the villain or is there like somebody who's like really big and trying to make this happen that like really is there that's like bigger than the disease, you might say?
3: Well, I would say like throughout the movie, a lot of people were trying to track down Tom Hanks and Dr. Sienna, who was played by Phyllis Jones. So I wouldn't say it was just the virus, but the people along trying to capture or like take over control of the virus or like tom hanks so there are a lot of things going on that you have to try and like try and figure out for yourself so
2: like even you would say could tom hanks and his friends could that also be portrayed as maybe them being the villains because everybody's trying to track them down
3: yeah i would think so and there's a lot of other confusion going around like tom hanks and felicity jones so that's, there's a lot of plot twists going on throughout the movie that you kind of have to figure out.
2: Yeah, that's good. You don't see that many like movies where like I guess the villain could be the main character. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a lot of twists and turns that aren't expected in this movie. Do you think there's any other genre or important scenes or anything little that would? be... Maybe direct this film into not being so much of an action-packed and adventure movie. Maybe more on the fact that there could be like a tiny subplot of maybe like love or any other thing that is isn't action.
3: Um. Yeah, there'd probably be some little like parts throughout the movie that could indicate there's a romance going on, but it wouldn't be the main focus. It would be more yeah. of like you know action-packed and crime because of so much that's going on. They don't really focus on the romance throughout the movie. It's more of what's going on in the mystery.
2: Yeah, because you always... It's a good thing to have more than one genre and try yeah. not to make it too confusing. Could you identify some of the other subplots that could be going on in this movie?
3: Um, I would say, like... I guess... Like, do you mean... Um, Like, what else is going on?
2: Yeah, like, maybe some other story that isn't, like, the main focus in the movie.
3: Um, I guess maybe, like, learn who you trust or know who to trust and not really trust everyone.
2: Yeah, because, I don't know, most movies, it's, like, be careful who you trust. Not everyone's going to be your friend. And what would you say is your favorite scene or part in this movie?
3: Um, I would have to say my favorite scene would have to be the very beginning. Once, like, all the movie started, I was instantly, like, wrapped into the movie. I felt like I was a character in there playing with Tom Hanks, Felicity Jones, Ben Foster, all of the actors. I felt like I was a part of the movie and trying to figure out what was going on and how I can help to defeat the virus.
2: Yeah that's really good to, like, be on the edge of your seat and really into this and, like, getting everything in. So I know, like, we've been over this, but, like, if you've never seen the movie or anything and, like, you don't know anything about the beginning or anything like that, and you came into this movie and you've, and you've heard all the different reviews and and you understand it, would there be, like, something different you might have gotten... Out of this movie if it was just this one movie instead of all three of them
3: um, I feel like it all depends on the person like yeah I usually read the <laughs> review, reviews too before I go see a movie mm-hmm. but in the end you're the person who who's judging the movie who's, whose opinion yeah. matters in your mind and it's it's something that everyone can learn something different out of the movie but it depends on how you grasp the movie's message and how like what you learn from it.
2: That's good because I mean, there's always going to be those people who get like a totally different moral out, and it's like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah. So, what do you think is the age rating and star rating rating you would give this movie?
3: Um, I recommend this film for the ages of thirteen to eighteen and maybe adults because there's a lot of like stuff going on. There's a lot of like, I guess you could say, violence going on that younger viewers probably wouldn't be able to handle so probably teenage 13 and up would be able to see it i gave this i gave this film a five out of five stars for, ex, for its excellent storyline mystery action-packed script and outsta- outstanding crew you know so i think you should totally go and see this movie especially if you like action-packed films and mystery and crime
2: Yeah, that's good. That's good for all the parents who, I don't know, might have been thinking of taking their pre tweens, like 10 or 8, to go see this movie. Let's take a break. Today's show sponsor is sponsored by Finding Dory. And I am Mia, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
0: Kids Safe, Mother Approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Hey, and welcome back. I am Mia, and you
2: are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about Inferno, Doctor Strange, Mech X4, and now we are talking about animation shows of shows. This show is sponsored by Finding Dory, and right now we are talking to Morgan, who is 12 years old and lives in the sunny LA. So how are you today, Morgan? I am doing terrific, and I would like to make an announcement to all our vets. Right now... I actually got done seeing Last Man, at Man's Club, which is about a couple of World War II vets, vets. And I know that this is a fantastic film because Veterans Day is November 8th. And it's definitely a great film to uh, say thank you to all the magnificent people who, have ta- uh, who take care of us and make sure that we are safe inside our glorious American countries. That's a great announcement. Yeah. We like to thank all the veterans. So please uh, check out that film called Last Man's Club, and it's about a bunch of World War II veterans who want to get back together and have one last uh, great adventure with each other. So how was the whole experience of watching or going to this family-friendly film festival? It was amazing. I absolutely loved it because it was really incredible, and the way that each film was different really helped this film festival stand out. And it's great that all of the animations sounded amazing, but do you have a favorite animation short that you saw? My absolute favorite was About a Mother by Dina uh, Golowski. I'm sorry if I pronounced the last name wrong, but I think that's how it's said. And the short film was about a mother who was willing to give up everything she had to make sure that everyone in her family was safe and sound and had a good life. And I love this short because it reminded me of my mother and how she has given up so much so that way, I could be safe and ha- safe and happy. And this animation is in black and white figures that were stick figures that were very simple and plain, but that made the story unique and brilliant at the same time, and really helps with the way that the story is told. My other favorite though was Pearl by Patrick. Um, Osborne. It's a short film about a father and a daughter over the years, and how things change, and how things also stay the same, and how they reconnect, and how they part ways, and it's about how they uh, bond over so many years. That's great. It sounds like there was, in your two favorites, a little contribution to Moms and Dads, because they really help out everybody in everybody's lives. So, on the animation, how you were saying the first one was black and white and simple. How do you think the animations differ from different shorts? How do you think the animation style could have stood out from one to another? Some of them are very uh, unique and they're different because some of them are very simple and in black and white and in color. And a couple of them are, uh, one of them named Piper uh, by Al, uh, Alan Barbero was done by Pixar. And I really love the, uh, this one was comedic as well as being so unique because it had fantastic animation because it was sponsored by Pixar. And the animation was very, very detailed. So some of them are very detailed. Some of them are very unique by being abstract. A couple of them are very simple and plain. And they each have like the little thing that makes them different is like the way that it was done because they're each in all different styles. Like, a couple of them were clay, a couple of them were, seem uh, seemed like Pixar did them because one of them was done by Pixar. And it's very uh, amazing. And a couple of them were actually done by students. So you could really tell that they were all learning how to do animation and how they were each learning how to draw these fantastic characters. And that made this stand out a lot from other film festivals done by DreamWorks and so on. That's really great and interesting, because it's good to have something where it stands out so you don't go home and it's like, well, that was great and all, but they all seemed very similar. And it's great that they also had kids contributing to this festival, this very unique festival. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking... We have been talking about Inferno, Doctor Strange, Mech X4. And right now we are talking with Morgan, who is 12 years old, about animation shows of shows. So with these short animations, how do you think they compare to maybe longer animations? Like, do you think they might have ended and it feels like part of a movie? Or do you think they're complete and whole like a movie? They all have very uh intricate storylines which really helps a lot and to be exact it's the 18th annual animation show of shows which uh is amazing that they've been doing this for 18 years it's like wow that's incredible and i love the way that all came together and they're all so unique and different just like movies there's always something that's so different about a movie and that's what really at the same time really brought out this because each and every single little tiny uh, 15, you know, like 10 or 15 minutes short was so different from the rest that it was seemed like it was a movie because each one had a different storyline. And even if they did connect in similar ways, there was always something that made it pop out and different from the other one. Yeah. That's really fantastic to have unique short animations that feel like a whole story when they're really short. So it kind of has, like, the same reaction. How I'm guessing that there would be more music to these animations than voiceovers. Do you think the music or voiceovers added to the movies more, and what did you think of those, or do you think they detracted from the shorts? Pearl is actually a really good example of this because it had a little bit of talking in it, but it was mainly about uh, a song that, uh, the father and daughter made together and how they sung it over the years. So it's mainly uh, singing and then like parts of it have a little bit of talking and I think that uh, voiceover and I really love the way that it helped that. And most, um, some of them did have a lot of music, some of them didn't. That's what made it so unique and different. And helpful as well by really helping you think that each one stood out in a magnificent way. And it shows young illustrators and animators that they can accomplish their dreams and that they can basically do anything. And I would recommend watching this while thinking about how much time and effort it takes to draw and come up with these ideas that brighten our future and help us dream big and touch the sky with our hands. And some are creepy and some are funny. Like, one of my other, um, one of the one of the funniest ones was about a mother and a daughter and how when her mother actually said something, uh, said to her daughter, because she put on a bunch of makeup on Halloween, that she looked better that way. And she kind of, like, really made her daughter embarrassed and stuff. And it's how about, like, what their opinions of it was now. And that one was just, like, really funny, because you're like, oh, my gosh, how could that happen? But both of them, like, forgave and forget, and were like, oh, whatever, it happened, you know, I agree, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's good to have, like, a balance of also music and also a different, unique, I guess, different, because, like, you know, there's it's unique that the mother would, I guess, tell her daughter um, such cruel and mean things. So, although all these movies seem unique and maybe some are scary and some are not, but were there any common genres or maybe not common genres or morals that you saw in more than one film or short? I'd say most of the genres were comedy and like a couple of them were very touching. So like I said, uh, Piper was the one about an adorable little baby bird who's trying to find food and learning how to grow up and how to catch food. And it's really adorable because the story was very unique and the animation was stupendous because this was the one that was done by Pixar. So a couple of them do also have animals and a lot. Uh, a couple of them have parents and people. And a couple of them were also, like, two of them were a little sad, but that, like, made them so different. I love that everything was so different. But most of them were very funny and a couple of them were, like, a little creepy. And that really just brought it out and made you want to, like think, oh my gosh, how the heck do they come up with these great storylines? And if you think about it, these probably took uh, a good six or seven months to make, maybe even longer because of how well the animation was done. And if you think about it, if you really take the dedication, you're like, wow, that is incredible. Because movies, for most animation movies, it takes them a good two to three years to make. And if you really think about the way that this is made... And the way that you can really, like, sit down with a bag of popcorn and you're, like, enjoying this for 30, uh, um, like, however long, for, like, an hour and a half for most animation movies, you're like, wow, that takes the, that takes them forever. And you're like, it just takes that long to make an hour and a half of film is just incredible. Mm-hmm. It, the whole, like, festival idea and seeing all these cool, unique animations just is a very fascinating process and a cool event you could go to so what are some age rating, age ratings and star ratings would you give for these shorts and the whole festival i would say the most appropriate age range for this is probably six through eight to 18 and up Uh, kids will absolutely love these fun storylines and the great, fantastic ways that they were able to come up with all these wonderful animation shorts. And the adults will probably love all the thought and time that it takes. And it will really tell them, this can accomplish anything, and it will help the adults as well. And it gives you, like, this warm, fuzzy mode. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that takes forever to do. And a couple of the stories were very touching. And that might help uh, adults and parents and their kids connect. And I give this film four and a half out of five animated short films. <laughs> well, that seems great. I'll definitely try to go check out these shorts or find them on DVD or the internet or wherever they could be found. I really enjoyed talking to you today, Morgan. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you to all our amazing veterans out there. You have been listening to kids first coming attractions to watch our latest reviews on the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critic team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teens section of Huffington Post and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at www.kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Finding Joy. I'm Mia, and thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.